countryside. Shout out to everyone on this beautiful Saturday. We got information, the news, the Dallas Cowboys players, defensive players playing multiples. And of course, this is not new news to you guys because we all know that last season, J. Ron Curse played all over the field. And primarily, we're going to talk about the big nickel. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Sam Williams. Appreciate everybody for jumping in on this beautiful day. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Ain't no party like a cowboy party. Ride to shine for your mind. Let's go. Be sure to smash the like button. Share this content. Let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and be young. Slap that like button. Let's go. Appreciate all of the faithfuls. If you're a real one, let me see you real one in the chat. Shout out to the Facebook groove. Really appreciate you guys so much. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Shout out to those boys. Let's go. Jermetta, I see you. Frank, what's good with you? Come on. All right. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. Episode 1 million, right? <laughs> I don't know the episode number, by the way, but it feels like 1 million. And I don't mind talking to you guys if it's that. And I, I uh, got to tell you guys, so many things on my mind is related to this Cowboys. One of the things, a lot of people yesterday on the previous podcast, you know, when we was talking about, DK Metcalf and, you know, uh, uh, Dak Prescott and James Washington and as well as Jalen Tobert and who else would Noah Brown and if Gallup can uh, be that guy, what have you. My main goal is to be looking at this team and seeing how we can better our best. That's the reality of it. I want to better our best. And I'm trying to replace guys if possible. I'm looking at it from an objective opinion base or what have you. And I get it, right? (laughs) The the likes of Noah Brown or uh, Simi Fihoko, TJ Vasher, all of those boys being – of what DK Metcalf has done so far are very slim, very, 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 very slim. And if I'm looking at this team and I have high hopes for this team because it goes both ways. You can look at this team and say, man, we, we got to be cautious with it and say, man, we don't want to slip up because if we go what six and what was it seven and ten or something like that or or if we go like um let's say a number that's not favorable 
And then we will be looking back at first round draft picks and, hey, man, woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know. But if we're going to win more than 12 to 13 games, that first round draft pick next season is going to be equivalent to a second round draft pick. (laughs) Because there's only really in a draft class about 13 to 14 true, true first round draft picks, right? And then after that, that's just that's just my thoughts on it. Shout out to you, Peasy. Shout out to you, Key. Shout out to you guys for jumping in. Uh, Brittany, appreciate you. As well as Rick, I thank everybody for jumping in. Jared Thomas, appreciate you, man. I, I love hearing people hit me up and say, man, I, I, I've started my YouTube page because of you or Instagram or Facebook. Their MySpace pages as well as Twitter and Twitch. I really appreciate it, man. When they say, hey, man, you know, you inspired me to start my channel, and I love it, man. Uh, they let me know that I'm doing something right, right? But neither here nor there. Uh, I'm not going to keep you guys long, long. Uh, I'm going to try to speed through this show and episode because I got thousands of things to do today. And we will be giving you guys an old film session at the end and it's going to be J-Rod Curse so there's no element of surprise but I want to hear this audio of Sam Williams if that is okay with you guys let me know if you guys can hear it at this stage of the process um it's just like I feel like the biggest I don't know I don't know I really don't know the biggest challenge um it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in, right? No, not really. Because like we um have days to um like process it. We have walkthroughs, like especially the rookies, like cause they like used to the plays or whatever. But we walk through probably like five times a day, so it's like easy to catch on. Um, I'll say I'll say just being up here all day, cause I mean we get up here at six. And we leave at like five. So this Sam Williams, by the way, is not that long. Check out Cowboys.com, and you can see the full audio there. Uh, appreciate you guys so much for jumping in, and I'm gonna give you my thoughts on this. And then uh, the next interview will be J. Ron Curse. Okay. You know that's probably yeah, because like in college, you know, that time it would be in the classroom and all this, but it's straight football now. But I'm not. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing because it's what I signed up for. I mean, this is what I get paid to do, so um, it's not a bad thing. But yeah, I say that's the most difficult part because like um, when I go home, I get an hour to eat, take a shower, then I'm back in bed around like nine, eight. So full time job. Full time job. Got treated like a job. So this is Sam Webb going through the process of letting everybody know uh, what what it feels like. As a rookie, playing with that silver and blue, he don't have the star in his helmet yet. But it pays well, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speed to power. Since we don't have pass on, this is the perfect time, I feel like, to get my hands right, my feet work right, and just, like, open up my uh, pass rush, like, toolbox. What has DQ said has been the plan for you? Are they want to be strictly on the edge? Are they moving you around? This is what I wanted to get to. Uh, they just they move me like different spots. Like I just want to be the most like I just want to be able to be used like wherever to help the team. Like even if it's to kick off, kick off, return, wherever. Like I just play whatever. Mike has instilled the the belief that now D linemen can return can return kicks. Is that right? 
I, I haven't talked to him about that. <laughs> All right. So basically the nugget of this particular conversation is he's not only relegated to one side of the field. Dan Quinn got this guy right here that you see on your screen right now, Sam Williams, moving everywhere. And I love it because 4-4 speed is hard to replicate. 4-4 speed for an offensive lineman really jacks them up. They are bigger guys that got to stop this person who will be fresh Keep in mind, the ideology of Sam Williams would be, I'm going to be utilized as a rotational guy. Now, I do look at it like this, Cowboy Nation. When we say that this particular team, when you rotate your defensive front, it is good. Keep in mind, offensive linemen, they don't rotate. The Cowboys tried that experiment in the Denver's game, and it didn't work out well. You don't rotate your offensive linemen. Let me repeat, you don't rotate your offensive linemen. Can I say it one more time just so I can be, be feeling good about it? You don't rotate your offensive linemen. Nevertheless, you do rotate your defensive fronts. And getting him accustomed to playing from the inside or outside is a marvelous thing. And he will be looking at this like, hey, this opportunity to learn from those other guys will be just crazy with it. Shout out to you, J-Form. Appreciate you, uh, J-Form. Uh, thank you for all that you do, uh, especially for the community. Uh, it Will Jalen Smith be mad? I got your number 54. This is from Johnny. Jalen Smith wanted to wear that number nine. And looking at Sam Williams, let me pull up his picture again, his photo again. Looking at Sam Williams, uh, the 54 is going to look different on him anyway, you know. And by him playing that position, that role, keep in mind. And this is another nugget that I'm going to tell you guys. Sam Williams in college converted from a linebacker to an edge guy. Now, they played a 3-4 defense, so that's really much to do about nothing. But I want to tell you guys that Sam Williams, he understand the principles of what a linebacker should do. And that, my friend, goes a long, long, long way. Right? So, appreciate everybody. Learn from Tank and Parsons. Yeah, this is from Key. Yeah, appreciate you. Shout out to Jay Form. Welcome new mods and on all of the new uh, channel members. Appreciate you, Jay. I, I really appreciate you, man. I really do. All right, so the next episode or the next video is a better way to say it will be Jay Ron Curse. And let me see if I can start this from the beginning. Only heard pieces of it, so I didn't get a chance to hear all of it. So I got Virgin's ears to it. So we're going to all play this together. Let's go. And, you know, my time in Minnesota, you know, I had the opportunities, you know, to play the same position or the big nickel position. But, you know, it was, it was, it was seldom that I was getting that opportunity week in and week out. So 
you know, I think the only thing that's changed since I've been here is, you know, the opportunities presented itself week in and week out and uh, just giving me the ability to be on the field at all times. For a casual fan who might not know what exactly casual your friends. responsibilities are as a big nickel, what would you tell them? That's a good question. Uh, think of a, 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 a normal nickel that's playing in the slot, covering. You know, you have to do the same things that a normal nickel does. You know, uh, mm. you know, you cover receivers, you cover tight ends. You know, it, it's, it's, no, it's no different. I know you've been in the league for several years now. How much has the game changed in terms of the ways you have to defend it? And how much do you see your – Listen up to this part. The evolving offenses? Uh, you know, I think the game changed a lot. Uh, you know, we – it's becoming a pass-first league, and uh, you know, having having guys like myself, you know, and, and the other other safeties that can play multiple multiple positions, uh, you know, it helps it helps out it helps out a lot. Uh, like you don't have you don't get you don't get caught up in positions where you know you may have a linebacker that's good for for run but can't play the pass. You have a safety that you know can play the pass and also can play in the run, and uh, you know it's, it's it's multiple guys around the league that that does this at a high level, uh, you know, but. Like I said, I don't feel like anyone does it at the level that I do it at because of my size and the way that allows me to play in the box and you don't lose the size of a linebacker, you know, but you, you gain coverage, but you still get the, you know, the same same run defense as a linebacker. Uh, and I definitely think uh, with the way the game is changing, you know, it's, it's adding it's adding a lot of value to the safety position because. Now, that's J. Ron Kirsch talking about, you know, his flexibility. And, of course, for those who don't know the big nickel, he went into those uh, details of it. Uh, pretty much you got you a safety that's playing down in the slot that can convert over to a linebacker just like that, depending on lines, lineup or what have you. My guy Jay says, uh, this rookie class is interesting. Media day is taxing them. Thursday, these guys had testing and in media okay and uh that was after meeting shaking my head so they had testings like like what you mean like testings in media so they had like a, a test of like what they should do and, and uh also j4 appreciate you man uh let me know if any of those guys any of those boys that's out there as it relates to the wide receivers, will they be ready? And I get it, right? Even with Michael Gallup, he's moving around, but he's tenderly moving around. That's why they got still photos. But he's tenderly moving around. Uh, from what I got from one some, one of my inside sources out there, uh, they they saying that, yeah, he's moving, but it ain't like he can, you know, do anything with it, you know. But I appreciate you, man. Shout out to you. J-Rock is that dude. Yep. Uh, I like the guys. No nonsense. Yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to more of this. Uh, you get guys that can play multiple positions. You know, you got the, the Tyron Matthews, who, who's a safety, but can go down and play in the nickel, and he also gets in the box. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of guys to look at, you know, that I look at and like to watch when I'm when I'm when I'm studying someone, you know. And uh, I definitely believe it's adding value to us because you know you don't have a lot of players that can go out, a lot of different positions that can go out and play multiple positions. Uh, you know, you see it you see it with Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, being a corner that can go into the inside and then play play at a high level. But yeah. you don't see a lot of corners get bumped inside and then get used to blitz and that type of thing. Uh, that's that's mainly safeties who. You know, we can bump them down and we can bring them off the edge. We can put them in coverage or we can play them in the box. So, yeah. you know, I definitely feel like uh, the safety position is, at, is, is gaining a lot of value. For sure. 
sure we were just talking to TP about how he's a running back, but he's getting used more in the passing game and sort of like going between those runs when he's preparing. What's the challenge as a defender against preparing against someone like that, and why does that give y'all an advantage having a player like Tony on your team? Uh, it's a it's a huge it's a huge advantage for the offense and a a bit of a disadvantage for the for the defense because. You know, when that when that guy's in, you never know where he's going to be. So, you know, one play he might be at receiver, and then the next right. play he's out at running back. You know, it kind of messes up your count because, you know, you don't know if you're getting 11 personnel, you're getting 10, or you're getting 12 for the simple fact that he's a multi-positional player. And, uh, you know, you've seen exactly some of the things that, that, that could be done with that with uh, Debo Samuels. And, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, having that ability to do that with TP is going to help our offense a lot because TP is a dynamic player in this league. Now – He's talking about the good old Tony Pollard. Uh, shout out to Tony Pollard. He he actually works out with my guy, Jay Form, that's in the chat, brother, uh, uh, Sanders Fit. so I appreciate that. Uh, and my thing is, we we known of this before TP even came to Dallas, right? We knew of this before he even came to Dallas. And the creativity been the uh, clamps for him the Cowboys front office I get what they do right but I'm talking about the offensive coordinator there have been games multiple games that Tony Pollard only seen the ball three times or four times there have been multiple situations and scenarios that Tony Pollard been uh, uh, in the game for only two two snaps and I can't make this stuff up. So it's like, man, if Kellen Moore, this this would be the year for Kellen Moore as it relates to his uh, uh, offensive play calling to see whether or not he can elevate himself to being in one of those classes of, hey, I'm a well-known name in a good way. Last season, yes, number one in offense as it relates to total points and yards. I get it, right? But our efficiency level in red zone, 23rd. I'm just going to do like my granddaddy, 23rd, you know? <laughs> May he rest in peace. But you guys get what I'm saying? Can you imagine you number one in total offense, yards and points, but your red zone is 23rd. Like that efficient level, it's, cra it's, 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 it's sad. So he got to go back to the drawing board. And if he can get that number up, ooh, uh, DP, shout out to you. He says TP is six foot, 215. Uh, and yeah, they about the same size. Debo is by two, two twelve ish, two fifteen ish, give or take two. They about the same size, right? Uh, uh, not Cowboys related, but Derrick Henry keeping eyes and minds on 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 the schedule. Yeah, uh, look, when I looked at the schedule, J Form, I was glad that we played the Tennessee Titans at the latter end of the schedule. <laughs> maybe they'll be bruised and battered Derrick Henry or we just pretty much already in the playoff at that time and we're just trying to float pieces together but I get what you're saying though you know uh, it is what it is oh did the movie come out this weekend y'all let me know 
uh, the Thor movie because uh, I need to get a chance to get into that one. Y'all let me know. Uh, running back game is the key. This is from Gary Stokes. Yeah, you're right. So let's listen to, because I think that was the end of that interview and why he brought him up. Let's listen to Tony Pollard. Let's do that. We're going to listen to Tony Pollard whenever the audio load up. I really appreciate everybody for tuning in and being part of this episode. So I'm, I'm segueing right now, and we're going to listen to Tony Pollard. And and on top of that, Cowboy Nation, while the audio is loaded, July 8th is when the Thor movie come out. Good. And it's June 11th. Okay, so I'm going to put the, the, put the Thor movie on my calendar. I thought for sure it came out this weekend. Boy, so what movie is out right now? What what movie is hot right about now? Who watched The Boys on um while this thing is loading? Here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. It's loading now. I try to I try to ruminate a little bit, but here we go. Who watched The Boys on on Amazon Prime? Who watched those episodes? Cause that is, I think it's season three, and that that just came out. And Miss Marvel just came out on Disney or what have you. And I like to wait because I hate watching series. And then all of a sudden, you get it get good at the end. And then you have to wait a full week. Oh, it was Jurassic Park that came out this weekend. Okay. I'm going to go watch Jurassic Park. Uh, let me see. Maverick. Shout out to you, Frederick. Appreciate you. Top Gun, oh Top Gun, Maverick. Mm. I I have to get my mindset to Top Gun, but I, I feel you. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch the first one all over again. But let's listen to this uh, good old Tony P. Push and pay. So. You feel like you can do more? That you wanna do more? Yeah. Yes, sir. They, uh, Mike talks about you playing a little more in the slot, catches more passes, things like that. How open are that to you, and how much do you pride yourself in versatility, being able to play? Uh, I mean, I'm open to anything. You know, just being on the field, being able to make you know the most of my opportunities. So if, if I have to line up in the slot a little more or wherever it takes, you know, I'm ready to do it. Do you love the fact that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely different, you know, uh, bringing back to college. Um, it just makes things a little easier, you know, being out wide, catching the ball, not having to worry about first line of defense, the linebackers, then the safety. So, you know, once you're out wide, you really just have one, one guy to beat, and then you can off to the races from there. Yeah, um, it's definitely a lot of opportunities out there. You know, with guys like Coop leaving, um, guy like MG not probably not going to be ready for the first game. So, you know, guys got their shots, got their opportunities. You just got to maximize. Again, some people saying you need more touches. Are you one of the people saying you need more touches? Yeah, uh, let me could, see. I could agree with that. <laughs> Wait a minute, he finally said it. Because to me, in my opinion, you know, of, of Tony Pollard, he never complains. Like, he never say, hey, give me the ball. Let me see if I can eat some of this meat that's on the bone, you know, uh, uh, and take it off the bone or what have you. And this was a good play because Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Look at that block by Ezekiel Elliott. And get upfield, Tony. And I like the ideology 
that he's not that aggressive of a person off field. Like, hey, man, we could have won the game if you gave me a few touches, right? <laughs> but he's more, and I'm not saying that he's docile, right? And, and, and shout out to you all. <laughs> Y'all can hit that South Memphis and him or what have you. I think he's from South Memphis, right? You know, you can hit that Memphis uh, uh, tongue when he speak. But let, let, let's listen to this guy. I let them watch the film and, and determine what they need to determine. I think this offense is better the more involved you are? Uh, I feel like I'm better the more I'm more involved in the offense. Or, oh, hey, he's smart. He said, I feel like I'm better when I'm more involved into the offense. That's a good way to put it. But if he had said we, but hold on, let me rewind. Let me make sure I heard it right. We're we going to rewind it just a snippet, and we're going to listen to it. And determine what they need to determine. I think this offense is better the more involved you are? Uh, I feel like I'm better the more I'm more involved in the offense. Okay, he said I'm. Okay. The offense is going to get better if you get more work. Yes, I don't want to put words in your mouth there. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Yep. More touches. At the backfield, more touches. Receivers, do you care where the touches come from? Backfield, receiver, returner, whatever. Mm -hmm. now, how, how much are you in both meetings? How much are you in the receiver meetings? Um, not really in the receiver meetings, but like individual drills. Sometimes I go with the receivers, do individual things like that. Uh, the combo period, I may line up with the receivers and run routes or just switching it up. You and Zeke in the backfield together, he's talking about that. Would you like you? That package to be used as well? Uh, yeah, you know, just just trying to get our playmakers on the field at the same time. So, you know, I, I think it's a good idea. You know, people try to make it you or Z, you know, and it's really, that's not how y'all look at it. Nah, not at all. I mean, we're on the same team. We got the same goal, so we're shooting for the same thing. And he supports you and, and you've been on the field and been yeah. involved in the office. Yes, sir. Hey, that's a, good, that's a good guy, man. That's a real good guy, Tony Pollard, man. Hey, we on the same team. We got the same goal in mind, you know. And watch how that official fall right there. <laughs> I can rewind this a thousand times and uh, do this for hours. My, like money longs. I can do this for hours. Champagne. <laughs> Shower. Watch how that official. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Get in there, Tony. Man, it would have been so right, man, too much like right if we would have won that game against the Raiders in that Thanksgiving day. Man, dog. That's why I always tell people, regardless, man, eat that Thanksgiving food before the game kick off, man. You just never know. You just never know. Watch Tony crease that edge right there. Get a feel, man. Get up in there. They said that's when he kind of tore his uh, foot uh, deal there right there but neither here nor there Cowboy Nation I, I don't want this team to play the verses right I want this team to just figure it out utilize both running backs utilize uh, uh, the wide receivers the way they can and uh, get things going the best way possible but it all starts with the mindset and the mentality Cowboy Nation yeah those are nice runs ain't it right Thomas Frank, I appreciate you for watching too. And uh, Clarence Hill, just for my guy J4. <laughs> oh my gosh. J4 says TP is way too smart for media tricks. I I'm not for the I'm not for the what all you said, but but yeah. But shout out to you, man. Uh, shout out to Clarence Hill. You know? <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness, man. All right, Cowboy Nation, and uh, I really appreciate you guys so much for tuning in for this episode. The Cowboy players playing multiples, right? I got to get ready to take the ladies out, um, and, and we're going to have a good time today. But I want to leave you guys with uh, uh, some film audio, and uh, we're going to get this going about my thoughts on J. Ron Curtis. I think I got it somewhere still here, and we'll play that. And then we'll get things going from here. But I really appreciate you guys. Let's listen to right it. now, that's the level of us out of this stuff going on twice. We're not blaming nobody. Let's lump the f in. Lump Let's look into the film. In this video, we will be looking at J. Ron Curse, the vocal leader of this team on the defensive side of the coin. And he established himself during his offseason, during such, of being a guy to get out there making things happen. Now, pay attention. Although the receiver was able to catch this ball, I still got to give credit to J. Ron Curse for creating that pressure. And creating that pressure, this was in the earlier of the quarters, by the way. Creating that pressure goes a long way. And once these guys get on the same page, they will understand that, hey, we can start jumping routes because the pressure is there. Now, granted, Curse is a guy that helps out everybody. He helps out Diggs on this tackle here. Speed, awareness, vision, tenacity that he brings to the table that I like to see. 27, making things happen. Now, midway through the game, he said, hey, let's not blame anyone. Let's lock in. And I believe when he said that, he gave that speech and motivated everyone. Watch how J. Ron Curves able to knife through there, disengage, disengage and get up field, square his shoulders, and make the tackle. I love it. Playing through the echoes of the whistle. Watch, square his shoulders, get there, make the tackle. Get there. Sling him out of bounds. This is everything. Knife's inside. Square your shoulders. We can watch this a thousand times. Textbooks. Get to the edge. Make sure you make them pay. Don't let them get a free escape. No, they got to pay their way. And you see it better from this angle. Knife through there. Disengages. Square your shoulders. Still make them pay. Sling them around. That's what I want. Impact. Tenacity. Make sure they know your name, by the way. And curse, this is what he do. Come down and feel. Got yeah. to do that. Be the yeah. aggressor. Although it seems as if though the running back kind of won on that one. But you still got to be <laughs> he the did. aggressor. Watch that make running sure back. you come down. Don't let him hit you. You hit him. Go down and make that tackle. <laughs> That's what I like to see. Swear, get low, make the tackle. And we see that out of J-Rod Curse. And then watch this blitz right here. Run blitz and he get there. Make that tackle there. Not afraid that. to knife inside. I know some defensive edge guys that cannot get low enough and disengage. He got low, got there, and made that tackle. That's what I like to see, Cowboy Nation. Get yeah. low, squeeze, knife in there, make that tackle. Get Seal down. the edge off, flex on him. Lock in. Get everything that you can off the field. Get it off the field. Get There you go. Don't let them give it to you. You take it. Yeah, flex on them. That's what we like to see, that tenacity, that impact. Hey, it's contagious. Continue. Fight toward the quarterback. Make him pay. Intentional ground. That's what they should have called. You should have got a sack off of this one. Yeah, he should have got a sack. Edge, look at the quarterback right to dead. And I don't know how he got that off, but shout out to Mac Jones. He got it off. Crap. No one is in his area. No one. Come on. Come on, aficionados. Call that flag. This guy way over here now. Come on. He just threw this thing over here in the flats, basically. No one's there. No one's there. That ball should be intentional grounding. He should give this man a sack and loss of downs. But it is what it is. Watch. You can see it better off of this angle. Look. 
Come on now, what you doing? Nobody's there. <laughs> Nobody's there. Uh, I wish he would have got there a little bit sooner, and it would have been a real, real fumble. But I still give credit to J. Ron Curse for getting off of that edge, squeezing inside. Now, 94, one-on-one, you know how that goes, right? And he just squeezes around inside. And <laughs> These quarterbacks, man, y'all better watch out. Once this team get a groove going, and, and figure out the concept, what they're really going to do with this strong safety. Because he's playing linebacker. He's playing big nickel. He's playing on the edge. And that J. Ron Curse is doing all of those things. Coaches know how to disguise that look. They know how to cover him, hide him. And they know how to put him at different angles. Good, good separation right here to get downfield and make this tackle right here. So, I believe in hearts and hearts what the Cowboys That was containment right with, there. Uh, J. Ron Curse is keep him at big nickel. Keep him down and close inside. And then on top of that, what they going to do with um, Malik Hooker. You've seen him on a few plays. I think he on a pitch count. But he did a great job on this play. He will be your free. Him and Donovan Wilson will be your free. And I believe Malik Hooker will get his playing legs up under him. Maybe in a couple of more games, he'll be that established free. And maybe you can rotate him and Donovan Wilson. I like number 27 close along the LOS, playing inside that box, being an impact guy, blitzing off the edge. Keep utilizing him in those ways, and everything will work its way out. As far as DeMonte KZ, I get it. A lot of people want him off the team. However, you got to look at it like this. Depths, everything. You you give him a spanking. You say, hey, we're going to lower your time. You do an in-house punishment. In-house punishment, let him know, hey, we got Malik Hooker. Oh, excuse me, we got Donovan Wilson. Oh, excuse me, you got Izzy. You got all of these boys that's on your team that can fill in that spot, and then it'll be a wake-up call down the line for him. But everything else will work its way out because this team already got guys that's willing to play to show up and show out. And I'm not saying that DeMonte KZ is not that guy, but what I'm saying is let's figure out a way to put Malik Hooker back out there and put Donovan Wilson out there, those boys, and then you sprinkle in a KZ here and there. Maybe you put him on a special teams groove. huh? So this is what we got. We got a J. Ron Curse who's been playing lights out. I do not want to move him off the field at all. No, 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 no. Yep. I like his tenacity. I like his impact. I like seeing him play close to the LOS. I like even when he is playing in coverage, he's not afraid to come down and feel. He can get there, change of direction. The team gravitates towards him, and they like him. He's, he's a genuine guy. Uh, is looking at some of the film of them in the locker room. He's always around the offense and defense. So that's a good thing. Continuity goes a long way, Cowboy Nation. And I believe that is what he's bringing to the table. Like I said, when we look at this play again, man, don't you know that this should have been, this should have been a sack right here, man. <laughs> and the way he bursts and get off of that edge, Cowboy Nation, man. And I believe him in 94, they working something out together. I mean, when you put him on the same side, you know, 94 said, you got better, better, better chip me if you come in, if you let me come down that field by myself. It's over, basically. I'm paraphrasing. So figure this out, Cowboy Nation. Uh, we really need to really take a look at uh, LVE, maybe on another film, and uh, as well as 
number 42, Keanu Neal. Uh, sometimes I just don't really see it, see it, but hopefully, hopefully it's just a little rust factor for him being out for that protocol stuff. And we will see some of those impactful plays, those impactful hits that we've been looking for, Cowboy Nation. Post me your thoughts. Post me your concerns down below of what we should do with J. Ron Curse. Do you want to keep him close to that LOS, playing that big nickel, flying off to the edge, disguised to make him the edge rusher on some plays, blitzing through the A-gap? Do you like all of that? Because his long length and his range, hey, that's something to think about, Cowboy Nation. Post me your thoughts. Post me your concerns down below. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's lock in. Let's lock in. Right now, that's 11 of us out there that's going on twice. We're not blaming nobody. Let's lock the f- in. Lock when I tell you guys, J. Ron Curse is a dog. He's the leader on his defense already. Salute. I love it, man. I appreciate you guys for staying all the way through the film assessment, man. Uh, and that I did that during the season. So, uh, Demonte Casey is no longer here, nor number 94, Randy Gregory. So, and, and of course, 42, uh, Keanu Neal. Those three guys uh, no longer on the team. And I, I just look at the whole entire situation like this. If Sam Williams rotated in with... Dante Fowler can be that. Well, Fowler is going to start, and I think Sam Williams would be the rotated guy. We can still have the same semblance of what we did. And looking back at that film, I wanted to stop it, but I couldn't because I already had it loaded in. But you guys can rewind. And it was a play off the edge. And 55 are just watching. They're like, what the world is he doing? <laughs> So I was like, man, come on. And I know that he had probably an assignment to stay in that spot there. But you see the runner, go go get the runner. You just don't sit there and watch. This is not watch football. That kind of made me mad on my way watching that. So hopefully, man, uh, coaching staff saw what I was able to see. And tell that man, look, shoot, shoot there, man. Don't don't see him get to get to the edge. Shoot to the edge before he get there, because your responsibility is to shoot through that. Curse got outside containment, you know, uh, and and the other the other guy had the outside. So you shoot through there, and you could have stopped all of that. But neither here nor there, Cowboy Nation. I really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you guys have a good day and a better tomorrow. Let's continue to grind and shine. The Cowboys got $23 million. Let me repeat, $23 million. If they extend Dalton Schultz, they will have more money, believe it or not, because you can prorate the money and then spread it out once he get a new contract. And they got only four more days, I believe, before they can touch that or do that. So, Cowboy Nation, let's be really, really, really ready to talk about this within four days, right? Within four days, there should be two things that we would know. It will be this right here. News out of Frisco. The Cowboys then signed Dalton Schultz to the hot. He's now the highest paid tight end of all time in Cowboys history. 
on his new contract. He is now getting 14 and a half million APY with blah, 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 maybe 60 million, whatever stretched out of so many years. Uh, that could be the situation there. Or oh, they have until July the 15th. Well, they got a month. I thought it was June the 15th. So they got a whole month. Appreciate you, Big Sarge. So within this day until July the 15th, I apologize. We should be listening in to that type of news and noise. Now, do you guys think or should you guys look at it like this? Do you want him to play on that franchise tag? Because the 10.9 is 10.9 regardless. Or would you prefer it to be spread it out for four years or what have you? And normally the Cowboys like to say, hey, We got a six-year deal on the table. We don't like those short ones, right? <laughs> they gave uh, Jason Witten a six-year deal in 2006, right? Uh, and it is what it is. Appreciate everybody for watching. Be sure to hit that like. Share this content. Uh, Atkins says spread it out. <laughs> and then if they spread it out, we need to go. These should be the moves. You spread it out. You go get you another linebacker. Believe it or not, at this point, rather, it is Anthony Barr. And I know you guys going to pull out the butter knife or Anthony Hitchens. You bring in another linebacker. The whole other situation would be this. Far as for far as this particular team, and I'm more so leaning on Anthony Barr, by the way. But what I'm talking about with Anthony Hitchin is more of, hey, this guy got experience, and then on top of that, he would be a good situation far as mentality on the team because he got experience. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's uh, Anthony Hitchin's a bust. That's all I'm saying, basically. Right, right. It got to be better than Luke Gifford, right? But but that's a story of a different day. The uh, whole aspect of this team, I think that they are waiting to see what these young guys can do in training camp, the real training camp, of whether or not they're going to pull the trigger on a veteran wide receiver that's out there. They got to see first, right? But that's my time, Cowboy Nation. Or Sue. Yeah, I forgot about Sue. I don't care if Sue is 39. You know, bring Sue in. As far as a mentality. But we got John Ridgeway who get into fights and stuff, man. So that could be a situation there, Cowboy Nation. It could be. <laughs> that John Ridgeway getting into fights. Uh, you guys let me know who you would like to see in the Cowboys blue, right? Just let me know, Cowboy Nation. I'm not always right all the time. I just try to be, but, you know, these are all opinions. If I had the magical ball, the crystal ball to see into the future, I wouldn't be in this seat. I promise you. I'd be like, open up, Jerry. I know you're there at the Star in Frisco. I got a plan. I can see the future. You got to make this move in order to make that move, right? You got to move some things around in order to see it. I can see the future, but I don't have those powers. No, but in the reality of it, we can see the players that's out there now, the determinations of their heart, soul, and sinew, the mindset. We can see who want to be there at 6 o'clock. We can see who 
taking their bodies right. Ain't this right, Jay Form, if you're still there? You already know. You already know. There's people out there that want it. There's people out there that say, hey, I, de I just desire it. <laughs> and there are people to just watch it. Who are you? I want you to be the person that say, man, I'm going to go get it. I want it. Not just desire it and just sit back and watch it. No. Make it happen. If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things, tardy and cheap. If life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you can scheme, all I can scheme and dream is about it. If you will gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, and plan for it, woo! And lose all terror of your mind for it. If dogged and grim and besiege and beset it with the help of almighty Cowboy Nation, and everyone that's listening, regardless of what you try to do in your life, you can go out there and get it. Just don't be sitting back watching it. Say, man, you know, law, I'm going to have to save money to get this camera for $2,000. Then I'm going to start my YouTube. Man, law. I got to wait till I get a thousand subscribers first before I do another episode. No, 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 no. The moment is here. The, the, the time is now. Go get it. Shoot, let me get up out of here. I don't want to speak too much. Y'all know how this thing go. Go get it. Regardless, it don't have to be your two. It don't have to be even the Cowboys or whatever. You rooting for whatever you do in life. Go out there, snatch it. Shout out to the Warriors, they snatched one last night, right? Huh? They stole one back. So now it's a dog fight, right? To the top. Shout out to you, Stevie White. ribs are touching <laughs> oh my gosh man it goes it goes all the way back to this too cowboy nation i gotta say this before i roll 
so many people are so dependent on so many other things. Like I heard, like there's a shortage of baby formula. There's a shortage of corn. There's a shortage of this and that. Man, we lived on this earth for billions of years before manufacturers were able to create and build baby formulas, right? And then on top of that, the corn. The corn is one of the most blessing items that you can ever find in this world. If you plant it yourself, you got to start looking at how I can grow things myself, how I can get back outside of my house and start doing things for myself. Stop depending on everything and crying about it because there's a shortage. Come on, man. Your ancestors was here. They probably looked back and said, oh, how crazy this world is that they depending on a manufacturer to create you baby food. And you talking about corn, too, being a shortage of corn. Man, if you're going to plant those crops, don't you know that you get 100 kernels, man, seven, seven ears of corn? It don't take much. But people, people want everything given to them now. Come on. Beans and rice, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the butter beans go hard. Don't forget Save your quinoa. For yeah. Don't let the street lights hit you all alone. Grains, baby. Y'all better eat some Brazilian nuts. Let's get it. Let me quit talking. Don't want to get shut down. So far, so 
Darkness is your ally. 